we're going to be talking about the classic, the legendary, my personal favorite of all of their renditions, the 2007 Hairspray starring Tracy Turnblad. No, just kidding. Nikki Blonsky. I totally messed that up. <laughs> Nikki Blonsky as Tracy Turnblad, our generation's favorite, Mr. Zac Efron, and a lot more incredible cast and crew that we're going to talk about in just a second. Guys, I know that Hairspray has been around for a while, but like I said, we're going to be focusing on the 2007 version um, and how it really did impact a generation, especially us 90s kids and maybe those a little bit younger and a little bit older. So stick around. Good morning. Good night and good welcome. This is the Jamie Gray's podcast. We're going to talk about pop culture and mental health and how we can bridge the gap of those two beautifully, wonderful, crazy and exciting things. I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm glad that you're listening. Let's talk hairspray. Okay, so before we jump into talking specifically about hairspray, like I said at the beginning, and if you know because you are already subscribed to this podcast, I talk a lot about mental health, emotional wellness as a whole. For those of you guys that don't know, I have Tourette syndrome and some other stuff. So going to a neurologist is pretty normal for me. Um, it's relatively routine, if you will. Our family has lived in Arizona for a little under a year. And so a part of my like care plan in general is just making sure that I have a local therapist, local neurologist. And so if we move states, I kind of got to start from scratch. And it's absolutely terrifying. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in that situation. Even when it comes to things like finding a new dentist or a new primary care doctor, it can just be really frustrating and kind of intimidating and overwhelming. And so my primary care doctor, who I love, um, I found her on Google. I kind of have like a way with like, I don't like judge people by their face. I'm just saying like I kind of have a way like I can tell kind smiles. You know what I mean? So I saw her online. I was like, oh my gosh, she looks like she has such a kind smile. And she does. She's amazing. But she referred me to a neurologist and I was like, I've never met this person before. I don't get to do my whole kind smile check. Um, and then even when I called to get scheduled in for that neurologist, he wasn't available. They only had another guy available. And then I'd have to wait like another two months for the guy that she recommended. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I could take this total chance and uh, go with this new guy or go with the guy that my kind smile doctor recommended. <laughs> but that's another two months. And again, just like having Tourette and stuff, I just don't like to wait too long before I've really gotten comfortable with a new neurologist. And so I was like, man, I'm just going to have to take a chance. And fortunately, they even allow you to bring a person with you, which, oh my goodness, you guys, if you're ever going to like a new doctor or something and you can take someone with you, that is a huge blessing. A lot of times specialists will allow that more than traditional doctors like in this you know pandemic season so my husband he even took the day off work um we went on our anniversary <laughs> to my new neurologist and can i just say you guys he was phenomenal this neurologist was amazing now i'm not really one to like personally put all my business out there so I'm not gonna like I'm not able to tell you guys exactly who it was if you just so happen to like be from Arizona and you want to send me a DM um then that's one thing because I'm all about encouraging people to pursue great care a great care plan and great medical team but he was so amazing he was like the perfect um mashup of like goofy and personable but also so well educated and explained everything along the way and I'm like literally getting in tears because um 
It's just so important to be validated and to feel valued and to express like pain that you're having or frustration that you're having, even whether it's with your medication or just everyday anxiety, whatever it might be. And to have a doctor say, I understand that makes sense. We're going to figure this out together. These are some options, you know, and to look at your spouse. And in the past, it's been, you know, to look at my big sister that would go with me or my parents and, um, and to say like, Hey, this is, these are some options for you guys. These are some things you can do. Um, so I just wanted to share that little personal testimonial as like a little encouragement to anybody that is pursuing, um, a new relationship with a therapist, a counselor, a specialist, a doctor, that like, I get it. I've had the not so great experiences before. Um, I did not have this kind of testimonial um, in California. Um, okay, Isabella wants to come into my office. She's knocking. I'm gonna get up and open the door while I still talk to you guys from across the room. But basically what I was saying is that, hi Bella, is that I did not have, hi Bella. Hi, Bella. <laughs> She said hi, Bella, to herself. I did not have this kind of experience um, with my past neurologist. And so it's just really important um, to me that I'm transparent about that. And be like, hey, sometimes you have to try and try and try even with frustrating care plans and frustrating moments. Um, but I promise, like, if you just keep your support system around you and you just keep trying and stay prayed up um hopefully stay encouraged listen to this podcast <laughs> i promise you i promise you it will be worth it as you continue to pursue a care plan for yourself so we're gonna talk about hairspray today i absolutely love this movie it came out in 2007 you guys have heard me on the show before talk about the zac efronathons that i used to have with my friends they are zac efron marathons uh no diss zachary but it's before he decided to just you know do r-rated comedies that's not my jam so um you know when it was like what's that one where his brother uh, it's like the really sad one all the high school musicals you know all of those uh, hairsprays that came out when i was in like high school and or all those movies that came out when i was like in high school and college my friends and i would have these zac efronathons and we would watch them and if you're kind of wondering like <laughs> what level of healthy was that then go and listen to my celebrity crush episode because um i think that that would be very beneficial <laughs> to listen for a little bit more context so of course this one was um was on the list of our movies i saw it in theaters with my sister morgan aka my claim to fame the poet morgan harper nichols and um then i also have two copies of this on dvd and i own it on apple tv as well it's just a good movie. <laughs> it's really, really good, you guys. So this movie stars uh, John Travolta as Edna Turnblad, Michelle Pfeiffer as Velma Von Tussle. We got Christopher Walken as Wilbur Turnblad. Uh, I know him from Country Bears. Amanda Bynes, the queen, Amanda Bynes as Penny Pingleton. James Marsden as Corny Collins, never gets the girl. Queen Latifah, the queen. Uh, we can have, we're going to have more than one queen, okay? Bye-bye, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Brittany Snow as Amber Von Tussle. Bye. Bye. Zach Efron as Link Larkin. Elijah Nikki Blonsky as Tracy Turnblad. And then there are some other incredible actors. We got Taylor Parks in there as Little Inez. Janie Swood, Paul Dooley, Jerry Stiller. Um, this is a wonderful cast. Oh, Allison Janey as Prudy Pingleton. Elijah Kelly as Seaweed. I can't remember if I... Um, or it might be like 
is it Elijah Keeley or is it Elijah Kelly? I'm the worst. Um, and then Zac Efron. I, I kind of, because I stopped for some uh, mom and baby time, I got a little lost in the IMDb list. I'm a little, I mean, I know that I oftentimes do this because of like, oh, who's the biggest star? But I feel like Tracy Turnblad, Nikki Blonsky, I feel like she should have been higher on the list um, because she's the literal star of the movie. It's literally about her. It's about, this is the description on IMDb, pleasantly plump teenager. I don't know how I feel about that phrase. Pleasantly plump teenager Tracy Turnblad teaches 1962 Baltimore a thing or two about integration after landing a spot on a local TV dance show. This show, uh, this movie, rated PG-13, an hour and 57 minutes, a comedy, drama, musical, my three favorite things mixed in one. This movie really touches on things like racism and race relations in a way that only a comedy, drama, musical can. It also touches on some of the other issues that are in the industry represented in this film, but also in the entertainment industry in real life, which is like the obsession with women looking a certain way and their bodies looking a certain way. And then in a way that is intended to be comical, um, it also addresses some of the things that men um, are faced to deal with and like the pressure that they have in the industry, as well as some of the over-sexualization and possibly like manipulation and inappropriate <laughs> content that goes on behind the scenes uh, as seen in Michelle Pfeiffer's solo. But these are things that we will not be addressing today. Today, I want to talk to you guys about five of my favorite songs in this film and kind of how they've impacted me personally. And I think in ways that are applicable for you guys as well. One of them is I Know Where I've Been, but I'm going to save that for the very, very end of this episode. Um, that's a pretty heavy song and I actually already recorded a little snippet and shared that on the podcast on Monday but I did take it down because I was like no 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 I want to share it in this episode I was just in the moment on Monday and I'm actually I'm really glad I shared it but I wanted to be a part of this full length episode so let's talk about some of the other songs now we've got Good Morning Baltimore and one of the reasons why I love this song is because it really shows like just not so much the deeper message of the song but just the actual visual like interpretation it's one of the first if not the very first moment in the film um Nikki Blonsky is performing this as Tracy Turnblad and I think it's just so important to see a woman that's like not a size whatever um performing this song in such a joyful way you know there's so much like there's such a stigma around women that don't look a certain way and I remember I, I watched this TikTok the other day and it was of all of these women with curves and all these women like embrace less than perfect bodies and saying that that's what they wanted to show as a representation for young girls growing up and I was literally like sitting there on TikTok like crying my eyes out like if you guys follow me on Instagram then you know I always post TikToks in my story that make me laugh but what you guys don't see is me like sitting there scrolling past all the ones that make me cry like no no no, I can't post this I can't post this <laughs> because man oh man like it's just uh, it's so beautiful it's so emo it makes me so emotional but in such a good way that women want to help break these standards and I, I love that Nikki Blonsky was a part of that in in this specific version of Hairspray um, I do look forward to the day where we're able to create more content like this that has leads like Nikki Blonsky and has leads like Queen Latifah um, maybe even me that like don't have to necessarily acknowledge that there's a big blonde and beautiful situation going on um, that's not one of the songs that I actually even have listed but that is one of the songs in the film it's done by Queen Latifah and she's talking about how she's big, blonde, and beautiful. And I absolutely love it. I mean, she kills that performance. But I think there's something really cool about, like, 
having a woman be able to sing a song like that where she's just talking about how she's blonde and beautiful. We don't even have to acknowledge her size, yeah? So I love that the the visual like pr- presentation of Good Morning Baltimore does that. It shows this woman, it shows this young girl, but it's, you know, it's not blatantly saying like, hey guys, I'm different. It's just showing her in the reality and the beauty and the truth in who she is. So the next song that I want to mention is Without Love. Now, I love this song because I, well, I love it for a bajillion different reasons, but I actually feel like it could totally be a regular pop song. Like, I don't, it doesn't necessarily, it gives off musical vibes, but it also just gives off, like, top 20 radio. I feel like if Pink were to cover this song, oh my god goodness i would lose my mind it would be such a really cool um arrangement i think it would be really cool on radio if you haven't heard this song before like it's just uh it's amazing like some of the lyrics are without love life is like the seasons with no summer without love life is rock and roll without a drummer and it, it definitely has some you know lyrics and the verses especially that tell very specific moments um of what's happening in the film but melodically um and lyrically especially in that chorus like i was mentioning earlier it just has such an amazing amazing message and melody and stuff like that it's also really funny because man there is so much happening in this scene uh in this movie you've got people like hiding in the car you've got people singing the lyrics while um they're like (laughs) like tied up and hiding like there's just there's so much happening in this scene it's a pretty uh fast paced scene for such a slow or kind of like half tempo song which I feel like I mean maybe I'm just reading too much into this but I feel like it's such a cool representation of even how you're feeling as the viewer it's like it's kind of a um an anxious moment where you're wondering what's going to happen to you know Amanda Bynes and Elijah uh, Kelly's you know relationship like what's going to happen there and you know is everybody going to get out okay and like the 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 mom played by Allison Janney she's like oh this stuff builds character yada 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 but like are they going to be stuck in the basement forever? Like you're really anxious, or at least I'm always anxious, even though I know what's going to happen. But at the same time, uh, so yeah, like everything's like moving really fast. Like, oh, look at this, look at this, look at that, look at that. But in the background, the music's just like, without love, da 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 And so it's almost kind of like love is the thing that just like calms you down and relaxes you and helps you center yourself um and i don't even think that i mean i know for a fact that that doesn't mean um romantic love i mean that could be platonic friendship family there's something about embracing love in your life that can help like balance not balance you what's the word i'm looking for that can help level you um and help ground you there we go help ground you even when everything is visually very anxious and you're at the moment in the movie the scene or real life where you're convinced everything is about to fall apart if you don't you know act really fast but i tell you guys love has a name says mr adam weber and so um it's just a really cool moment where it's like yeah but love like it's going to keep us chill and it's going to make sure that everything's all right in the end. So y'all know, number three, you know, I got to mention, I can hear the bells, right? (laughs) So for the longtime listeners of this podcast, you might remember back when this show was called Team Single. Um, It was when I was super single and I used every episode to either (laughs) 
complain about married people that were getting on my nerves or (laughs) to fuss at other single people or to give advice. Like it was, that's what it was called. It was called Team Single. And before we jump into I Can Hear the Bells, I want to give a quick plug that if you miss the Team Single episodes, if you want to hear more, you can always hop on over to Patreon. This month, I am dropping pretty much all the Team Single episodes, and that is the only place um, that you'll be able to find them. And some of the questions that you guys have submitted, like how do I get out of my comfort zone? Can sexual baggage be forgiven? Should I tell my ex that I'm getting engaged? Am I single because I need improvement? These are some of the questions that you guys have sent in that I've been answering, and they're available exclusively on Patreon, all of the old school Team Single podcast episodes. So if you want to check out Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Jamie Grace. It's a way to sponsor this show to keep it free, five bucks a month. And then in return, you get a bunch of bonus stuff like all the throwback Team Single episodes. But speaking of being single, <laughs> I'm not single right now. hence why the show drastically changed. I didn't feel comfortable yelling at single people as a married woman. I was like, nah, I'm not about to become the very thing that got on my nerves. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so <laughs> you can check out some other like dating and relationship resources. I'll put them in in the, uh, in the description in the show notes, if you'll find that helpful. I Can Hear the Bells is such a good song because it's just fun. But also, y'all, come on now, we can't. You know what I mean? It's it's so easy to be so overdramatic. And it's, of course, I mean, it's a song, it's a musical, it's supposed to be dramatic. So this is not me knocking the song. Um, but it's, we just have to make sure that we're mindful, that we don't allow these things to impact us so much in our regular everyday lives that we begin to behave this way. Um, you know, when I first met my husband, I was like, oh, I'm going to marry him. Like before I even talked to him, I just knew. Um, but even when with that, like I still had to be very mindful that just because I felt this way and just because I was thinking about these things didn't mean that it was about to happen right away. And guess what, y'all? It did not. I tried flirting with him. I tried kind of picking on him because that's how I flirt. And it did not work. He was actually kind of offended and all his friends were kind of like laughing at him and he felt kind of uncomfortable. And I didn't even get his name and we lost touch um, because we never actually got in touch. And I mean, it kind of tanked (laughs) if it was not for instance. Instagram and a year later, but what I'm getting at is that I kind of had an I can hear the bells moment where I was like, oh yeah, 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 he's mine, he's mine. Um, but we weren't on the same page, and so it got weird. <laughs> so be mindful of that, bruh. Be mindful if you are team single, that is a beautiful thing. But if you desire to be in a relationship, be mindful of not hearing those bells in the context of this song and just doing too much, going too far, turning up way too fast, or turning up at all when it might just be a time to admire a kind and lovely human and let them know that you think they're kind and wonderful. And if it turns into something else, then super cool. If it doesn't, you'll be fine. (laughs) Trust me. I just wrote that song and obviously it was beautiful. So you're welcome. All right, so for number four, we actually have a tie, but they kind of serve the same purpose in my own personal heart. We've got the nicest kids in town, and then we've also got Run and Tell That. So um, I like both of these songs because of the way that they tackle race and the way that they talk about it. I, I think a lot of times, like, you know, if I mention, like, oh, like, I'm black or like, 
like if I'm telling a story and I'm like, oh, yeah, that person was white. People are like, oh, you mentioned race. Like, we're all divided now. And I'm like, but weren't you just singing Hairspray like five minutes ago? You know, when we talk about race in a weird way, yeah, bro, it's weird. But when we acknowledge it, when we have intention behind it, it makes sense because that's what intention does. It helps things make sense, Um, pure intentions at least. And so, of course, you got to see the movie to get the full context and to see the payoff in the end, if you will. But one of the lines from The Nicest Kids in Town is (laughs) sung by James Marsden, (laughs) is nice white kids who like to lead the way. And once a month, we have our Negro Day. That line you know, and, and just for anybody listening, I'm not saying like, ooh, tell, tweet me this line. No, because I will block you. We ain't friends like that. But what I'm saying is like that line is one of the most beautiful and powerful things I've ever heard. It is such a, 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 a significant acknowledgement of reality. So often, last week we talked about Raven Simone being the first black female lead, if not the first black lead of a comedy show or a TV show in general on, on Disney Channel. So often for people of color, for people that don't look like the standard um, in this film, it's like Britney Snow, the skinny blonde white girl. So often you feel like once a month it's Negro Day. It's like, oh, once a month you guys will show us, you know, like or oh, once a year at this church in February, they'll have a black person preach, Um, you know, or once a year they'll invite me to talk about what it's like being black instead of just like involving me in your life all the time. And so this film, it really does tackle so much that has happened beautifully in the entertainment industry, but it also sheds a, a big massive spotlight on some of the things that need to change as well. And um, I re- I'm really grateful for that line. It's such a cringy line, but it's such a powerful line of of realizing like, oh, wait, are, are we doing that? You know, I think if more TV execs, if more um, pastors, uh, promoters, like I think if more people in leadership listened to that line and, and kind of compared it um, to their own lives and to the things that they lead, I I think that we would honestly, I'm not saying that hairspray could cure it all, at all, <laughs> it can't, but I do think that it would help just kind of look internally and say, oh, like, what are we doing here? You know, who are we lifting up? And if it's only, and if it's only your job in your church or your event or your school or your commercial, or your record label, whatever. If it, if it's your job to only have white kids and then occasionally be like, oh yeah, we'll honor a black person or an Asian person or a Hispanic person, then okay. Like that, that's who you are. Thanks for making it very clear to us. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, I don't think it should be that way, but it's, you know, it's not my job to change your, to change your mind. I'm just trying to help you guys direct, direct your resources that can help you think differently, possibly. Yes. Um, the, the other one, the tie for here, um, is, is run and tell that. These lyrics, the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, I can say it ain't so, but darling, what's the use? The darker the chocolate, the richer the taste. That's where it's at, baby, run and tell that. You know, there's an old, um, there's an old proverb um, that I want to share with you guys. It's a child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Yeah. And I, I love that to, to bridge these two songs together, uh, the nicest kids in town and um, run and tell that, because I think it, it, it highlights, you know, kids in this community that are only honored once a month on the Corny Collins show, <laughs> you know, they're only honored once a month and um, they're now choosing to say like, okay, well, we're going to have to really hype up how we hype ourselves up because nobody else is doing it. Um, 
you know, as we see it, it later turns into uh, protesting and marching and and really wanting to make a bigger difference. And some of the other kids even offering some other alternatives. And so I think it's just important to acknowledge that it's like these are the these are the repercussions of that. Um, of course, it's also a beautiful thing to acknowledge who you are and, and where you come from. Um, but a lot of times it's a response to not feeling valued and not feeling um, not feeling like people care and not feeling like people love you for who you are. All right, friends, so that is today's show. Those are the five ways that hairspray shaped a generation um, and also the ways, five ways that hairspray has shaped me. So that, that, in case you don't remember from the beginning of this episode, that was only four songs. Well, except for number four, which was two songs because I can't choose because <laughs> I love this movie so much. Um, the fifth song is going to be at the very end of this episode. It's going to be a quick little advertisement. One of the sponsors for the show, my favorite sponsor, you hear them all the time. And then you're going to hear um, Monday's episode as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, if you liked this, there's just a couple things that I will ask of you. Yeah. One, if you liked it, um, can you leave a review? That'd be super cool. You just hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for 5, 12, 19, 2,000 stars, however you feel deep down in your spirit. And then the other thing, man, if you could subscribe, that'd be so cool. Um, that way, both of those things, subscribing and also leaving a review of the podcast, it helps other people find the podcast. And hopefully we can just encourage more people. That'd be super cool. I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all those places at Jamie Grace H. And I also post YouTube videos twice a week. So again, thank you guys for listening. I hope you're having the loveliest day of your entire life. Um, that's a little dramatic, but um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try, and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling, whether you have an anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. I thought today would be a lot more fun, but because I know where I've been, I know that any given day could be the absolute opposite of fun. I thought today would be waking up to talk about hairspray in a really excited mood, but the reality is that many people are grieving today, and this is not something that just started today. I wanted to share a quote that Dante Stewart shared on Twitter. 
It's a quote by Sadia Hartman, and she says, I too live in the time of slavery, by which I mean I'm living in the future created by it. It is the ongoing crisis of citizenship, end quote. I don't have the emotional capacity, the time on my podcast, or even the general interest to explain all that I'm feeling and why I feel what I feel, but I do know that Dante Wright should be alive. And I do know that it is an absolute horror that he is not. I'm thankful for Hairspray. It's so much more than a random musical. It has moments that are powerful and for me, life-changing. I know where I've been, particularly the version by Queen Latifah is a life-changing song and it's one that I will be singing and playing all day, maybe even all week. I thought today would be a lot more fun, but because I know where we've been, This is simply reality. Okay, bye.